Praise the Lord. Well, that was quite a uh, quite a whistle. I guess we heard the train coming, didn't we? <laughs> Woo! Praise God. Well, we're going to pick back up tonight in uh, Psalm one twenty eight. Psalm one twenty eight, and if you would find your place there, and if you would stand tonight. Praise God, we can be back into the house tonight. You might say, Sanctity of the Home was the title this morning. And now you see a title of security. And this is what we see in the second part of Psalm 28. We see security. Security. Can I tell you this? When the child of God makes up their mind to serve God, you find security. You find security. Psalm 128. Picking up in verse 4 tonight, the Word of God says, Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that fear the Lord. The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace, and peace upon Israel. Upon Israel. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for Sunday night. God, I thank you for another opportunity, God, to be in your house. God, to be with your people, God, to sing praise unto you, God. And God, tonight now, to be able to open your precious word, God, the truth of your word. God, I I thank you for what you gave us this morning, God. But God, now we need a gig tonight, Lord. So God, touch us. Open us up, God. God, examine us. Show us any wickedness in us, God. God, that we would do business with you. God, tonight that the, the downhearted God, the, uh, God, the depressed would be encouraged. God, to know that you haven't changed, you're still God. You're still ever the same. You still have the power. You still have the control. God, you haven't relinquished anything. God, you're still the same. So, God, I pray we being encouraged in who you are. And, God, what you're faithful to do when we're faithful to you. Lord, we love you. God, I thank you and give you praise. And I ask now you bless this time together. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen and amen. Tonight, as we move forward in Psalm 128... I know there might have been a lot of men who didn't want to be back tonight. Y'all laughing. Go ahead and laugh. I tell you what, I felt a little bad. But no, I get over it real, real soon. You know, when God does things like that, folks, we need it. Well, they couple need it anyway. I mean, rest of y'all ain't going to admit it, but that's all right. The truth is, it was for every one of us, and I pray you didn't miss that. In the fact that a relationship with Christ is most important. I mean, mothers, really, uh, think about this tonight. You cannot be anything that God wants you to be lost. Come on. You've got to get saved. But tonight we see, as we move further down, we see the point of security. When uh, When a man, woman, boy, and girl, listen, truly surrender to Christ and fear the Lord. 
Folks, there's protection in that. There is security in that. Not just for a home, not just for a city, and not just for a nation. (laughs) Hear me tonight. It starts in your heart, but it goes much further than your heart. It goes to your home. It goes to the country in which we live in, folks. It spreads. And that's what we see here. There's great reward for the God-fearing people. Let's be reminded tonight of those. You, you know, I thought t- today, I said, you know, we're, this is really an encouraging, very encouraging part of the passage. Let us be reminded of Numbers, uh, chapter number 6, verses 24 through 26. If you can't turn there fast enough, I'm going to read it for you. Make a note of it. Numbers chapter 6, 24 through 26. What are we told? Here it is. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Now we're talking about those that fear the Lord, okay? Those that fear the Lord, those that belong to the Lord, those who love the things of the Lord, those that follow His ways. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And give thee peace. Listen, we're, we're, not, just, we're not just talking about uh, man for a moment or just for a little while or just for a little bit. No, we're talking about from God, folks. From God. I'll never, listen, I'll never understand this. And, and I don't want to get into this because, listen, I'm not judging nobody. If anybody needs work, I need as much work as anybody else. Y'all get that, right? From here to there, we all got work to do. We all need work. But hear me, I think sometimes we get such in a rut that we're just going through the motions of things that we forget who God is. We forget that obedience to God brings blessing. Man, it brings honor and it brings Him glory through our lives. And, and, and we cannot expect the security from God. We cannot expect the blessings from God until we make up our mind to live for God. To live for God. And that, and that really boils down to, to, to you and I, you know? You and I. You and I, I don't know about you, but I want the security from the Lord. I want the blessings from God. What, that He would be gracious to us? I don't know. I, live, I look at the country we live in, and don't we need grace? Man, don't we need mercy? And we need people of God who are going to serve God and be obedient and submissive to what God says. I said that for you men tonight, but that goes for everybody in the house. That goes for everybody online. That the child of God live for God. Child of God live for God. That His face shine upon thee. Oh, think about that. That the Lord lift up His countenance. Let me ask you something. Some people have really been in a depression. They've really been in a rough place. What do you think is going to lift you up? What do you think is going to change your circumstance? What do you think is going to make relationships better? Do you think holding on to whatever it is you're holding on to? And listen, preacher, are you talking about sin? Okay, maybe it's not sin. Maybe it's just something that you're dealing with, that you're going through. Maybe it's a trial you're facing. Maybe it's a trouble you've got. But tonight, giving it to God. Letting Him lift you up. Folks, there's security in there. There's comfort in that. And giving it to God. 
And yes, if it be sin in your life, then deal with it. Then deal with it. Can I tell you? Listen, there's no sin so great that you cannot go before God and ask Him for forgiveness. Hello. It's called restoration. Tonight we're going to look at Hezekiah. Yes, tonight we're going to do a little Bible study. We're going to move around. Amen. Praise God we got a Bible. And we look at what God did with Hezekiah tonight. Yes, we're going to move around. But, but think about this. Before we go there, think about this. The reference here is to Zion. You say, why is that important tonight, preacher? Zion is the center of blessing. And when one sought, listen to me, when one sought mercy, it was Zion they went to. And you say, what's so important about that? We better protect the sinner. What did I say this morning? The sinner. Those who held Zion, guess what they did? They held the nation. And they held the city. And, and if the sinner was right, then guess what? God blessed. Then God blessed. But if the sinner was not right, guess what? God did not bless. Think about that tonight in our own lives. We talked about ourselves and we talked about our homes. But, but let's go a step further. Look at our city. Look at our country. What does the sinner look like? What does the sinner look like? Because the truth is, listen, if the sinner not be right with God and corruption seep in, then guess what? There'll be destruction and death. Do you think for a moment God is going to put up with corruption? You think for a moment God is going to find himself hanging around sin? Not for a moment, folks. Not for a moment. If he forsook his son, he'll forsake anything else. He's not going to look upon sin. If the sinner, if the sinner uh, be corrupted and, and creep into the sinner, then all will be destroyed. I ask you this, what have we seen within our own nation? And within our own nation. I mean, we're talking about uh, godless, atheistic people ruling our country. And, and, and how in the world could we ever expect God to bless that? Can I tell you, God is not going to be around that, folks. And you say tonight, well, what can I do about that? Well, we know some of the things we have a right to do. Lord knows without getting political, there's things you can do. Praise God, you get to vote. And I tell you this, if you don't vote, then you get what you get. Don't cry about what you have if you're not willing to step up and do something about it. But what do we see? Decay. And that's exactly what happens when sin creeps in and corruption seeks into the sinner. Think about this. God is not going to be there. God is not going to be there. That is going to die. That is going to be destroyed. And what do we find? A rotten sinner. A rotten sinner. And you say tonight, preacher, what does this have to do with me as a believer? Listen, there's a loss of security. When I think back over the last 30 years of this country and the things that have been done, the moves that have been made, we've lost a lot of security, folks. 
And we can sit here and listen. I Listen, America is the greatest place on the planet to live and, and to be American. So nobody take anything wrong out of my mouth. But what I'm saying is this. What are we doing? What are we allowing? Huh? We look at before Hezekiah. We look at before Hezekiah led. And we, we see with Hezekiah a beautiful picture of bringing a nation back to God. And you say tonight, preacher, how in the world could anybody bring a nation back to God? Can I tell you, God, people who get right with God can bring a nation back to God. A people that's not afraid to stand up and to step up. That refuse to be silent. And listen, I'm not talking about riots and burning things down and all that. No, I'm talking about a people of God who's just going to serve God and live for God. We saw Hezekiah bring back, bring back a nation to God. What did he do? Well, we look at 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles, if you want to find your place over there, you can. 2 Chronicles, chapter number 28. Yes, we're going to be moving around, and yes, it's going to be okay. 2 Chronicles 28, 2-3, we see boy Ahaz. Mm. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. But he did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord like David his father. For he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, and made also molten images of Balaam. Moreover, he burned incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom, and burnt his children, listen to this, and burnt his children in the fire after the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord had cast out before the children of Israel. I ask you this, how better off are we than what they were doing in those days? I, look at... I, I know people get tired of hearing it. But I go back to the very fact, we're still murdering people. We're knowingly mur We're okay with murdering people. In this country. I, not just that, but what I said this morning. Making pedophilia acceptable. Making them a part of society. Listen, folks, in my economy and in God's economy, that will never be right. They should never be a part of society. Period. But what we say about that, we say about abortion. It's murder, folks. Listen, what is, the, what is the difference tonight? Listen, I'm not... Listen to me. What is the difference in putting them through the fire and then cutting them out? Preacher, we shouldn't talk about those things. That's the problem. We don't talk about those things. Listen, I know there's children in the room. I'll be as sensitive as I possibly can. But when you think of the torture of these babies, what is the difference? What is the difference? And I ask you this, what are we doing to make a difference? Look at the society. Look at the nation we live in, folks. Look at what we've swallowed. What we've said is acceptable. 
Man, we were talking after service uh, this morning about homosexuality. And listen, I'm not going to harp on that. But the truth is, I mean, mainstream, it's been accepted everywhere. And you say, preacher, are you just picking on them? No, I'm not just picking. Listen, it's sin, folks. It is sin. It is not acceptable to God. And if it's not acceptable to God, it should not be acceptable to the child of God. Ever. Ever. But this is where we are. This is where we are. This is where we live. This is what's going on in our country. This isn't what our... You know, I think about what our children are going to face. Think about that, folks. I think about what... Hey, if the Lord tarries is coming, my grandchildren will face. If you think it's bad now, if you think what's accepted now... I said earlier this morning, and listen again, I'm not trying to get deep. I'm just saying this. What is next? Bestiality? Come on. God help the people of God to stand up. To stand up. To say enough is enough. And listen, I love it. I love it that we do these Facebook posts and we say all these beautiful things and all that. But can I tell you this? We got to do a lot more in some Facebook posts. Huh? You say, preacher, what does that mean? I mean, really, I mean, here we are, and hey, I don't know how many people here tonight. I mean, what kind of difference can we make in a country? Can I tell you, revival can break out anywhere when God gets in control. When God gets in control, and people give themselves over to God, who knows what God can do with people. But we see here, boy, in Hezekiah's day, we see here in chapter 28 just how Ahaz was. I can't imagine knowing that, that, that these children were being put into the fire, folks. How disgusting that is. And yet thousands of babies are murdered. It was Ahaz that was okay with Baal idols. Pagan cults. You know, we've got people today, and you say, where's the good news? We're going to get there, but think about this. There are people today, there is a group of people today who believe they can lay on graves and get the power from dead people. Number one, that's the stupidest thing I have ever heard of. All right? Number one. Now, seriously, we get that aside. That is the dumbest thing. I mean, that's, that's dumber than dumb. I don't know what kind of book you get that out of. But you know what that is? That's devil worship. That's devil worship, folks. Huh? We talk about cults and all these things. That's devil worship. And you know what? It's going on today. It's real. And it's things our children are going to have to deal with. Our grandchildren are going to have to deal with. Yeah, they may not ever be out there, but they got these nuts running around doing this. And you say, preacher, what can I do? I'll tell you what we can do. We can be a Hezekiah is what we can do. Hear me tonight. We can be a Hezekiah. What do you mean we can be a Hezekiah? We can bring people to God. 
You see, the answer tonight is not another formula. The answer tonight is not another bill to be signed. Uh, the, the formula tonight is not to build popularity with somebody. The, the, the answer today is what the answer was yesterday and what the answer will be tomorrow, and that is a repentant heart before God. People coming to God. People being saved. Lives being changed, folks. That's the answer. That was the answer. It is the answer and going to be the answer. The change that's required, the change that is required is people coming to God. People coming to God. Notice what Hezekiah did. Notice what he did. You know the story. <laughs> and it's history. Second Chronicles chapter 29. Chapter number 29. Look, uh, look there at verses 3 through 5. He in the first year of his reign, in the first month, opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. Can I tell you what we need tonight? We need some churches that be repaired. We need some churches that be repaired, folks. Man, there's some places that, listen, if God was to show up, it would scare everybody in the building. I said it. That's what it is. It applies to somebody. Hello. Huh? If God showed up, it would scare everybody. They would probably crawl out of the church house if God showed up in there. So cold. Boy, I was talking, I was talking with somebody yesterday just about places that I, that I have preached. And I've had the honor to preach in many different places. But I can tell you this, there's a couple, if they never called me back, it'd be alright. Hear me? Why? Because I don't know where... Listen, I know God was in me, but I ain't sure He was in nobody else. Thank God I had my family with me. I know they saved. No, I'm serious. There needs to be a restoration take place. Listen, there's people. Listen, they, uh, there are preachers today, and I'm not going to get a soap, but I'm telling you this, it needs to be restored. Man, men of God need to be men of God and preach the Word of God. Listen, it doesn't take rocket science to preach the Word of God. You seek God for a message, and God, if He's called you, will give you one. And stick to the Word of God. There's too many people that are running down opinions. Man, they're running down motivational speaking. Motivational speaking has killed churches. Has killed churches. You know why? Because people leave and they feel good and they've never felt conviction. Without conviction, there is no salvation. Without conviction, there is no change. And you know what we need today is a good dose of conviction, church. Yes. God, call out our sin before us. God, show us where we need to be right with Him. What did He do? He restored the church. He opened up the doors. He opened up the doors. Boy, there's some closed doors today. You know what we ought to do as the people of God? Pray God open them up. Pray God open them up. You know what I pray? If, if, if somebody is in a church and they're not called to be in a church, God remove them. God remove them. You know what? You, you can get on any seminary website you want to. Listen, if you look at it, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm going to go there. Listen, and I'm going to school myself. Hello. But can I tell you, there's a group of men today that they're going for a vocation. They're going for a vocation. Because being a pastor sounds good. Huh? Folks, people have forgot it's a calling. 
It's a calling by God. And either you've been called or either you ain't been called. But I can tell you this, time will tell the story. Listen, that's why places are dead. Yes. Listen, I can give you some Mickey Mouse Disney World garbage. Listen, make you feel real good when you leave here. You'll be singing us a small world after all. But guess what? When you get out there and y'all all, all going to be singing it tonight. Y'all know y'all will. But listen to me. We can sing that all day long, but you can go out to them doors feeling good. But what you going to do when hell greets you in the morning? What you going to do when the devil gets on your back tomorrow? What you going to do when you get to work and you got to struggle when you walk through the door? You need some, you need some meat, folks. You need some meat. You need some people of God around you that know that you know's real. Don't y'all be singing that song. Don't y'all be singing that song. Mm. Somebody needed that. Probably need to smile or something. I don't know. Chapter 29. Verses 3 through 5. He in the first year of his reign, in the first month, opened the doors of the house of the Lord and repaired them. And he brought in the priests of the Levites and gathered them together in the east street and said unto them, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves and sanctify the house of the Lord God of your fathers and carry forth the filthiness out of the holy place. You know what there needs to be is a cleansing, folks. There needs to be a cleansing. I can tell you this, when churches, when the, people who, when, the, when the people who say that the people of God get right with God, man, they're things that change. Things don't stay the same. A sanctification. You know what? If anybody ought to be separated, ought to be the people of God. People of God ought to be separated, folks. God did not save you to, to keep living like the world. To go along with what the world has. Sanctified, set apart to be used by God. Sanctified and consecrated. We need a good cleaning. There needs to be a good house cleaning. And it starts with the heart, folks. It starts with the heart. Do you realize that when, a, when a, a man, woman, boy and girl, I don't care who you are, when your heart is right with God, you can hear from God. You can hear from God. Man. In this day we live in, there's no room for pretenders, folks. 2 Chronicles 29, verses 15 through 17. And they gathered their brethren and sanctified themselves and came according to the commandment of the king by the words of the Lord to cleanse the house of the Lord. Amen. Whose words did they follow? The words of the Lord. I'm talking about a people who are willing to follow God all the way. You say, preacher, I've been hearing about the fear of the Lord, being obedient, submitting unto God. Listen, that's the calling. You see what's good for your house is good for a nation. It's good for a nation. And houses, listen, that are sanctified and separated for God's use. Guess what? They're going to make an impact on the nation. They're going to make an impact on the nation. 
Verse 16, And the priests went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it and brought out all the uncleanness that they found in the temple of the Lord into the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it to carry it out abroad into the brook of Kindred. Now they began on the first day of the month to sanctify, and on the eighth day of the month came they to the porch of the Lord. So they sanctified the house of the Lord in eight days, and in the sixteenth day of the first month they made an end. What'd they do? They got rid of the filth. They got rid of the idol worship. They got rid of the pagan mess. Boy, there needs to be a cleaning today. A cleaning for the church, a cleaning for our homes. Can I ask you this? How, do you honestly think you can keep filth in your home and God bless your house? Sometimes we need a good spring cleaning, don't we? Even in September. We need a good spring cleaning. You see, because what's in your house... Whether you believe it or not, you bring into this house. Why? Because it's in your heart. You think you can look at pornography? Listen to me. We can pretend like nobody's battling with this stuff and we can all sit around and fool ourselves, but it's true. You can watch dirty movies and all this stuff and you know what I'm talking about. Hello. And you can watch this stuff during the week. You go home after church and watch that mess and act like you ain't bringing it into the church house. You might as well just bring it in your pocket with you because you're bringing it in your heart. Fill in the blank, folks. Greed, pride. It's all the same in God's eyes. Why are we so apt to bring it into the house, bring it into our house and God's house and act like He's going to bless it? We'll never see a difference. That's what was so beautiful about Hezekiah. You know, Hezekiah didn't wait around. He acted, folks. What did I say? Walk in His ways. Do y'all remember Psalm 128? In the fear of the Lord, walk in His ways. What do we see with Hezekiah? He did it. He acted. He did not wait. He saw the condition it was in. Can we not see the condition we are in? And you say, preacher, I'm right with God. Then why not, then why not lead somebody to the Lord? Why not proclaim Christ? Why not make a difference with the gospel? Preacher, that's awfully judgmental. I'm saying it to me. I mean, it's, it's, remember, it's all one big circle right here. We're all in this boat together. You see, if we don't do anything, we'll do nothing. Preacher, ain't it just going to get worse? It is the last days. Yes, it's the last days. Can we all say that together? Yes, it is the last days. But that does not mean we're supposed to roll over and hide. God never said, child of God, just give up because you've made it to the last days. If that was the case, Paul would have quit. 
You know, for the child of God, there ought to be more urgency now than there's ever been. Not only to live for God, to be separated to God, but to desire to see people saved and lives change, folks. It's got to be with us. And you notice when they got it right, you know the battle comes. The battle comes for Hezekiah. The battle comes for those people. And you know what they did? They cried unto God. They got all that mess cleaned up. Got separated again to God to be used by God. And the battle comes. But guess what? This time they don't suffer. God carries them through. Why do you think there's victory? There's victory because they're right with God. And I don't know about you, but we need some victory today. Man, we need a win today. We need to see people come to Christ today. How is it going to happen? It's going to happen when the people of God are right with God. Walking in obedience to Him. Walking in obedience to Him. God heard them. God delivered them. But it took getting the sinner right. Getting the sinner right. I want you to notice verse 6 back in Psalms. Verse 5 says, The Lord shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Boy, what a protecting hand God has. Verse 6, Yea, thou shalt see thy children's Children and peace upon Israel. And peace upon Israel. You know what we see with Hezekiah? Many people know Hezekiah was going to die, right? Y'all remember that? What did he do? Prayed. Asked God for more time. That God extend his life. You know what God did? God answered his request. God gave him 15 more years. Listen, you go to the genealogy of Jesus, you'll see it, folks. Huh? You'll see the line with Hezekiah. Now listen, he didn't have any children before he got that death sentence, right? But yet he prayed and God answered. Can I tell you today, don't think that things are so bad. Listen, be obedient to God. Leave the results to God. Because what happens is, here he is, he gets his life extended, what? 15 years, right? 15 years and in year 3, guess what? God blesses him. Now we know what Manasseh, well, I mean, you know, it was a bad deal. My goodness, have a son like that. Whew. But did it end there? No, why? Because Josiah was coming around the corner. Great grandson, huh? Right around the corner. One of the godliest of the godliest kings. What am I saying tonight? If we do it right, God will bless it, folks. If we're looking for security tonight, He's got it. It's available. But only when we're obedient. God's blessings tonight, listen. If I was to take a survey tonight of who wants happiness and who wants security in their home and in the home of their family, how many of you would raise your hand tonight? Huh? Sure you would. Sure you would. You'd be crazy to say you want your family to suffer. 
suffering wickedness and destruction. And what does it take? It takes being obedient to God. Obedient to God. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care how wicked this world gets. Now, I love people. Hello. But I will not let how wicked this world gets dictate my relationship with the Lord. And you know what? I believe that's exactly what God is calling His people to do. To listen. Yes, the world is wicked. Yes, there's evil out there. Yes, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. But God's people standing up for His ways. And willing to walk in them. And when they do, blessing them. Let me ask you this. If it was good enough for Hezekiah, ain't it good enough for us? Hmm? Was Hezekiah perfect? <laughs> nope. Are you perfect? Nope. But yet God's got a plan. I wonder tonight, man, why don't we take a good dose of obedience? Why don't we take a good dose of seeking the Lord? You say, preacher, does that mean everybody that don't get to see their children's children are evil people and wicked and all that? No, that's not what that means. We can't understand everything God does. You mean to sit here and tell you we understand everything God does? We can't understand everything God does, but He understands everything He's doing. And if you belong to Him, then guess what? That's the best place to be. Being obedient and following Him. But we need blessings on our homes. We need blessings on this nation. But it's only going to come when the people of God are obedient. So I want to ask you tonight, Ben, if you would, I don't know where you are, if you would, come and play tonight. And you say, preacher, this, 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 this tonight and this morning, brother, it just sounds like the same thing. <laughs> but isn't it always the same thing, really? Removing what's in between us and God. Boy, that we'd be right with God. Boy, that we'd be blessed by God. Say, preacher, I don't know what God's doing in my situation. I want God's doing in my... I don't, God, I don't know what God is doing with me, preacher. Have you seeked Him about it? Preacher, how in the world can I, how can I possibly turn what I got over to Him? Let me ask you this, how can you afford not to turn whatever it is over to Him? Huh? How can we ever expect the blessings of God if we're not going to be obedient to Him? I don't know what He's telling you to do. I don't know why in the world He has pushed obedience so much. But somebody needs to be obedient. Every one of us need to be obedient.
Boy, but maybe you're in the line of fire for obedience tonight. Maybe it's you the Lord's talking to. Maybe God's told you what He wants you to do and He's waiting on you to do it. I don't know. But I know this, it ain't going to make a difference in, this, in your home and in this country if you just sit in disobedience. Folks, it'll never work. So I want to ask you tonight with heads bowed and eyes closed. I know this is Sunday night. I know that you heard the message this morning. But I want to ask you this. What is God doing on your heart tonight? Tonight. What is God doing on your heart in these moments? What's God calling you to be obedient about? You realize tonight this altar is open? You say, preacher, if I come down and pray, man, there's going to be people think that I'm disobedient to God. Who really cares? Who honestly cares what somebody thinks about you praying at the altar? Can I tell you this? I'd rather be right with God and everybody know I went down and prayed than I went home miserable in disobedience to God. God help us to care more about our relationship. I'm going to ask you to come. There's nobody looking around. I'm going to ask you to come and seek Him tonight. Heavenly Father, God, I do, God, I thank you, God, for your precious word. God, I, I thank you that not only does your word, God, not return void, but God, your word is true. God, your word is faithful. God, your word is on time every time. And God, we trust and we believe. And God, we hold every bit of that. So God, I pray that whoever, God, you're dealing with tonight, God, whoever's heart you touch tonight, God, I pray they don't delay, but God, they answer you tonight. God, they not put off, God, to tomorrow what needs to be dealt with now, God, realizing that your call, this is divine times. Not to let these times pass them by. Lord, help us. Give us the courage to be obedient to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.